Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. everybody this is lisa and nancy with big blend radio and we just got finished walking through a gothic jail that's haunted and uh really it's quite la-di-da it's creepy and la-di-da i was gonna say la-di-da yeah i'm not going with that i know we're in <laughs> downtown to ritter and we're here with cleo martin who took us around on a tour and cleo, you're with the uh, beauregard uh tourist commission right correct beauregard um, parish beauregard tourist commission here in derrida louisiana okay and we've also got marcy who's been taking us around and marcy is from vernon parish tourist commission and marcy right. has been our awesome tour guide today and um, said we needed to go to jail because <laughs> she heard what well, we did in the other <laughs> other parishes right yes but at least cleo let you back out oh she yes. did she did but yeah Stop. we didn't keep you yeah. well this is an interesting jail because it really looks like a castle almost from the outside but it's it's a jail, it's a prison, and it's also known as the hanging jail, correct? Correct. The uh, architectural design of our jail is known as the Gothic Collegiate Design. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the only one like in the United States, uh, so it makes it quite unique. Um, it used to be called a, the Grand Mansion of the Penal System. Wow. Because people have taught you had toilets in the cells, right? Which is right. something unique. Right. This was the first deal in the United States to have bathrooms in every cell. Uh, this is at a time when people were still taking rag baths and using, to- uh, using outhouses uh, for their personal needs. Um, so when you came to the Beauregard Parish Jail back in the early days, this was actually a luxury for them. So this is back in, what, 1914 it was built? Yep. Yeah, uh, it was opened in 1914. Construction began in 1912. Okay. And this was, at one point, you were part of the Calcasieu Parish in Lake Charles, right? And then split off because you had a little sawmill empire going on here. Well, it was a lumber industry. The uh, They used to say you could come through Borgar Parish um, in the middle of the day and it looked like midnight uh, because the pine trees were so thick that the sunlight didn't hit the ground. Um, the lumber barons saw a uh, profit in this, so they came through and they clear-cut our area on their way mm-hmm. east. Um, and as as time was back then, um, as they went through, communities, communities would settle up in the uh, different places uh, where they would clear it out for the pine trees. Um, and Derrida was one of those towns um, mm-hmm. that was developed strictly from the lumber industry. They mm-hmm. used all aspects of the trees, from the bark to the to the resin to the lumber itself. Mm-hmm. Is is the jail one of the top uh, attractions for people coming to Derrida? Yes, it is mm-hmm. for Beauregard Parish. Um, we only reopened it in 2016, and since then, interest keeps growing. Yeah. Uh, we get visitors from all over the world. I know last uh, earlier this week, we had visitors who specifically came here on their way to New Orleans after they flew in from Belgium. Oh, wow. um, they saw about the Gothic Jail and they made it a point to come through to Ritter so that it, 
they could stop. Mm-hmm. Um, it was after our regular tour hours, but we went ahead and gave them the tour anyway. And we do accommodate people um, if we know that they've made uh, a special trip to be here or if they're from out of town. Mm-hmm. We'll accommodate them as needed to give them a tour because um, we want to share our jail with everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, well said. It's so pretty on the outside. Mm-hmm. But on the inside, flowering I mean, it's, trees it's, and you know. Yeah, but I mean, the building's beautiful. Mm-hmm. On the outside, in the inside, it's kind of creepy. But was there really a need when it was built to have a jail like that? Well, back in those days, the way a community showed their prosperity was by the opulence of their courthouse and a jail. So that when mm-hmm. people were coming through, um, they would stop and say, oh, wow. Uh, this place must be really successful. Maybe this is the place to go and set up shop uh-huh. uh, to build our homes and our families mm-hmm. here. So um, it was more of a, a, a boastful thing, um, trying mm-hmm. to do out, outdo the communities around them. Mm-hmm. Um, we're lucky that here in Borgar Parish are these two, the courthouse and the jail, that they still stand because I know in some other parishes um, they've been destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, and you used to actually have a tunnel. That- correct. Mm-hmm. There was a tunnel that co- uh, connected our courthouse and our jail. Um, We still have about 35 feet of it. Um, They did an expansion on our courthouse, um, so they had to remove a portion of the tunnel to allow for sewer and water lines for the new wings onto our courthouse. Mm. Um, But we still have enough that you can see it. Yeah, we got to go down Mm -hmm. that little part there. Going in was really, there's, um, of course, the the beginning part of the tour that you took us on, and thank you for doing that. I didn't realize that people lived there, like the person that was in charge of the jail. What are they called? Jail masters? The jailer. Um, yeah. The the way our jail was built, when it was built, it was not only the home for the people that were held prisoner here at Borgar Parish, it was also the home for the jailer and his family. They raised their children. They had their family get-togethers, uh, just like you would in your own home. Um, the porch on the jail was where the children would play, um, just like you do in your own home. Wow. Um, apparently, back in those days... Um, Rather than hiring someone, you know, shifts to be there, um, it was easier to have the jailer actually live on premises, and that was their solution to it. Wow. Wow. And you've had family members come through here over the years. Right, correct. We have family members of the jailer. We have people uh, come through um, that have, you know, that they had their childhood there in the jail. That was their home. That was their childhood home. Wow. That's that's wild, right? (laughs) So then uh, you take us in, we go through the kitchen and everything. We go upstairs, and there is this hanging rope, and this is where the story of the hanging jail comes into play. Uh So not only uh, two, two gentlemen, I don't think they were gentlemen, uh, two right. two scoundrels, <laughs> or two right. dudes, uh, murderers. Uh-huh. Um, and there's a story of two murderers, but also this is also a story of is it uh, Sam Jones Houston? No, um, Sam, I've got his name I'm wrong. So- Sam Houston Jones. Sam, yeah, Sam Houston, Houston Jones. Jones. Yeah, we've been to his yeah. park in, in the, yeah. just outside Lake Charles. We've been Correct. to his park out yeah. there. Um, and I've got a photo of his bust from when we were at the museum, the Beauregard Museum today. Right. And I'm like, okay, now we get to know who this prosecutor was. Right. And this was the beginning of his career. This was the beginning of his career back in 1926. He was an assistant district attorney here in Beauregard Parish. Um, he was set with the task to prosecute Joe Gina and Moulton Brasso for the murder of local taxicab driver, Mr. J.J. Bravell, and he was successful um, in their prosecution. Mm-hmm. Um, these two were sentenced to hang by, by the neck within the walls of the Borgar Parish Jail. So, And it's right down the center because it's in a spiral, so you feel like you're going up like a lighthouse. 
Correct. And it's you do get kind of twirled around. Right. And there's somebody that kept touching my head. <laughs> That's what it felt like. It I don't know. Not us. It, it, it hasn't happened since we walked out of there, so it's weird in there. I'm just uh, that, saying. That's a common. Uh, a common remark we get from people that tour our jail. Uh, I thoroughly believe some people are more susceptible than others. I guess mm -hmm. the ghosts like some people more than they do others. Um, people do talk about getting touched, particularly in mm -hmm. the shoulders, the back of the head, um, and in the back, um, you know, just something up against them. Mm -hmm. uh, some people say they're pushed, uh, but not really a push that would make you stumble, but just kind of you know, give you enough to go. Yeah, like a little over. nudge so that you know that you, like you know that they, that they're there. <laughs> right, so it helps you get up those stairs. Correct. <laughs> Correct. So, do you think it could be because of the two that were were hanged in there? Because they were hanged. What they killed the taxi driver. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they were, you know, hanged in the jail. And this is the only one that is on true. Record, Correct. But there are other stories of murders that took place that were made to look like suicides. And in some cases, it could have been, you know, that somebody took the law into their own hands. Um, mm -hmm. Back in those days, you know, not everything was documented. Mm -hmm. um, just like nowadays, not everything is documented. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. who knows? Yeah. And so you did actually have a women's section of the, Correct. Of mm -hmm. the jail, We too. have a female cell, too. And they were naughty girls. Mm -hmm. Yes, they were, to yeah. the point where uh, bars had to be put up in the cell of, that the ladies were in to prevent the ladies from exposing themselves out the front window. Um, it's... They were more or less caged in after that. Yeah, that a tiny place too. Right. Real tiny. Right. That's and what happens. Exactly, exactly. So you also mentioned that the African Americans were separated from the whites in, Correct. in the jails at that point too. And we found that out from one of the gentlemen who came back to visit the jail that grew up in the jail. Um, he kind of told us what it was like in there, and he was able to answer a few questions that we had. Oh. Um, as time goes by, we find out more and more about the jail from the people. Of course, most of them are elderly now, mm -hmm. but uh, we find out more and more about the jail from the people that were here in DeRitter and the people that were affiliated with the jail in one form or fashion. Um, anywhere from you know former deputies that worked in the jail as, as late as the 1970s to people that lived there in their childhood mm -hmm. uh, 60, 70 years ago that are wow. still around. Do you have like a list of the uh, inhabitants, the prisoners that were kept there or? No, um, we have been offered a jailer's roster at one time. Someone tried to sell us one, but there was no way we could authenticate it. Okay. Um, now one of our judges here in town, his grandfather was the jailer, and he does have a roster, uh, uh, a jail roster from mm -hmm. one period. Um, hopefully one day um, he's told us he'll make that available to mm -hmm. us, uh, but we just have to be in a position where we can protect it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, we, we have never found an official roster. I'm not sure that that was something that was kept up with other than wow. by each individual jailer themselves. And so you know wow. about the two, the two that were hanged because that was that made front page history Correct. for sure. Correct. And because it was such a bad crime. And the Correct. one you said was already had already gone to jail. Yeah, the one, one of the gentlemen had already been in jail in Texas for mm -hmm. a sex crime. Um, uh, he had been arrested, uh, but he managed to uh, avoid permanent jail time um, mm. over in Texas. Um, then when he came over here, um, he tried to claim insanity um, after the murders once he went to trial, but mm. the judge felt like that if uh, he was sane enough to get away with a sodomy charge and not be 
you know, jailed for it, then he knew what he was doing when he came mm -hmm. over here and killed Mr. Bravell mm -hmm. just to get his taxi and to get $14 out of his pocket. Wow. wow. And then they dumped his body in a pond. They dumped his body in a mill pond just north of here, and a little boy that was fishing one, one day found his body. That is a freaky that's, fish to find. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, yes, a poor little boy must, he must be mm -hmm. kind of traumatized from yes, seeing that. I would you imagine. Know, you know, having that kind of thing. Wow. And then it's said, because we are, wait, Marcy, we are on the Myths and Legends Highway, or region right. right we're in the no man's land area and we are on the myths and legends byway okay so the myths and legend is that also that these two once they were they were hanged um they were taken right out the front door and paraded around to mm -hmm. kind of make a yes make I, make an example mm -hmm. um that's some of the stories that go around um the day of the execution was a public event people were uh let out of school the businesses were closed and oh just like gosh. in other communities um everybody gathered on the grounds <clears throat> and even though it was a public event the people didn't actually see the executions but they certainly would have seen the bodies come out the front door of the jail that sounds like they the used to have picnics west. they used yeah. to have yeah. hanging like picnics the old west. wow and then wow. so okay this happened but now <laughs> i do want to bring up the fact that how you opened it to the public was as a haunted house yes we did <laughs> yes we did um smart I like the <laughs> And we did, what we did, we just made a small Facebook blurb out there, you know, gonna open a haunted, the jail is a haunted house. Um, that post went viral, mm -hmm. you know, around Louisiana. Um, and I, when I work in the haunted, all our staff works in the haunted house. Um, my job is in the hallway when you first come in um, to try to get people going and, mm -hmm. you know, I'm in costume mm -hmm. and things like that. But I know the first year, people came into the jail with no other expectation than just being, you know, to be in the jail, because I can't tell you how many people, when they walked in that jail, they as soon as they cleared the front door, they stopped, they looked up, and said, "I've always wanted to come in here." Right. And particularly the males would mm. look up and say, "Wow, look at the architecture in here." Well, the architecture it's, is a trip. I mean, I can is. see people coming just for the architecture. Mm -hmm. Now, do you continue doing a, ha a haunted house on Halloween? Yes, we do. We do it the second, third, and fourth weekends of October, as well as Halloween night. Yeah. Um, any, everything. Any genuine screams of actual fear, like yes, I bet. Yes. I bet because it is freaky in there. It is freaky, and even our actors, you know, sometimes it takes them a, a little bit to get used to being in the jail mm. um, because we do have things that happen to us. And then when you go around mm. in that spiral part, it's there's a it's a weird feeling, and you do mm -hmm. get, get disoriented. Dizzy. You get dizzy. You get a little disoriented mm -hmm. because and it, it heats up as you go up. It does. It does. Um, mm. Anybody that works in the jail, like our staff, um, all of us, uh, and we've had you know staff members change out stuff. It takes you about almost a year to get your bearings in that building mm -hmm. to where you could comfortably go through it and say, okay, I know where I'm at. I know what's on the other side of these windows. Like I said, we keep our windows mm -hmm. blocked out because we do do night tours. Um, those are scheduled through our Gothic Jail After Dark Facebook page. That's the only place we advertise them. Um, people come in, they take a three-hour tour through the jail. A portion of it is guided with nothing but flashlights and lanterns, and the rest of the time you're left to tour the building on your own. Oh, creepy. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> no. But that's why the windows stay blocked. Now, if you have the windows open, you know, you can yeah. tell where you are. Yeah. But with a block like that, it takes you a while to get your bearings in there and figure, to just know, okay, I know where I'm at. Does yeah. somebody count the number of people so nobody gets left? Yes, lost. they do. We Good. don't allow more than 20 at a time in okay. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it gets stuck in. I can see yeah. you can 
really stay overnight un unintentionally. I, I know people I want to put <laughs> no, in no, there no. for the night. <laughs> well, eventually that's our goal to have it where people can spend the night. We get a lot oh of requests gosh, no way. for that. Well, you get a lot of the ghost hunters and TV people coming too, Yes, right? we do. Um, actually, our jail was used in a Paramount Pictures movie. Um, cool. Here, um, now it has, the movie was, ended up being purchased by Netflix. Oh, wow. Netflix has not sent it out yet, uh, um, oh. has, has not shown it yet. It's called Eli. Um, Paramount, nice. the first, they, they were looking mm -hmm. for a gothic structure when mm -hmm. they Googled it. The jail was the first image they seen. Mm -hmm. uh, so they brought, a gentleman out of New Orleans came in, looked at the jail. Um, he was impressed with it, so he had a crew from Paramount Pictures come out. They were all over the building taking pictures inside and outside. Well, they determined that it had the look they wanted, but they couldn't do the filming here. Um, so then what they ended up doing, they sent another young man out of Canada, and he did a digital 3D scan of the exterior of the building. Um, that scan was to be superimposed on a New Orleans plantation house so that the mental hospital uh, slash prison that this kid, Eli, is sent to, when they show the exterior of the building, mm. it's this building. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. He, uh, could you imagine See? Alfred Hitchcock would dig this building? <laughs> yes. No, he yeah. would. Yeah. Could sure. you imagine? For sure. If yes. somebody, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, go around the corner. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, this, um, this they did a Travel Channel's uh, episode in here mm -hmm. uh, that's going to show during the Halloween Awesome. Uh, America's Most Terrifying Places, I believe it's called, or 100 mm -hmm. Most Haunted Places. Uh, the jail, they did the, they did the shoot for that about a month ago, mm -hmm. so it's on that. Um, we've had other YouTube uh, series come in and reserve, they've rented the jail and used it for, you know, an episode for those things. Wow. Uh, so the jail is getting notoriety yeah. and it's getting used. And uh, Do you have a website for the jail? Uh, we have a Facebook page okay. um, and it's Gothic Jail After Dark and just Gothic Jail. Gothic um, jail after dark. Other things about the jail can be found online at our website which is BeauregardTourism.com. BeauregardTourism.com mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Okay, so now we're in your office. Mm -hmm. um, so we went from jail, haunting, singing, hanging ropes, and getting the, the you know, heebie-jeebies. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, well, come on over and see our 3,000-plus dolls. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what? How do we go from that? And then it's kind of interesting because dolls can be really creepy. So right. A lot <laughs> just of people saying, Chucky. Well, Chucky a lot doll. of people are terrified of dolls. Like um, clowns. Like mm -hmm. clowns, yes. Mm -hmm. Like clowns. We, mm -hmm. yes, they are the best thing to scare people are clowns, we've learned. I know, isn't that uh, weird? Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. And talking about Chucky, this collection did have a Chucky. Um, the, we were told that it was in the museum when they were packing up the dolls to move them from the Borgard, uh, the museum, to our back to our office in 2017. Uh, several of the people that helped pack them up and move them so that, that Chucky was in the collection. Chucky never made it in here. We he never escaped. did find. We don't know if he Chucky escaped. Chucky is loose in downtown DeRitter. Right. <laughs> and I don't think they ever actually had him on display. I think they had him put up, but he was part of the collection. Oh, come on. That's, that's what that's, we understand. Okay, your legends just keep going. The myths right. and legends. Right. Are, and several right up of, to today. Yep, several of the guys that packed up those dolls to get them transported over here, they all swore that Chucky was there. What started the collection? Who, tell, tell us about the lady who started um, The lady that started the collection, her name was Miss Lowe. Lois Lofton. Um, she was a resident here in Beauregard Parish. Um, growing up, this is what we've been told, that she was not allowed to have dolls growing up. Um, so once she became an adult, she started buying dolls, collecting dolls, uh, rescuing dolls. Um, 
and people started bringing dolls to her to be repaired. She made dolls, just about any kind of doll craft you can think of from particularly around the 70s um, was done. When you look at the collection, you can see a lot of the items in there are handmade clothes that she made for these dolls. Um, her collection grew and grew and grew. Um, she, ma she, was, she married to Mr. Lofton, um, and he developed the love. He shared her love for the dolls. They, that was her children. Miss Lofton never had children of her own. Um, eventually, her and her husband um, adopted an, an orphan nephew. I took him in and finished raising him um, back in the 90s, probably 1994 or so. Uh, she made the decision to donate the dolls to the Beauregard Tourist Commission so that she could share her love of dolls with everyone else. Um, all the dolls were inventoried uh, back in 1995 and appraised, um, and then they were given to the Borgard Tourist Commission. At that time, we had no place to store them or to display them, so they were kept in our downtown museum um, from 1995 until 2017, mm. at which time the museum decided they needed to um, update the museum and put some other things in there, you know, that might interest the public. Mm -hmm. And at that time, we were in a position where we had room to properly display the dolls. Right. Um, so all the dolls were brought over with those cases, which are custom cases that were built strictly for those dolls, um, so that we could share them. And it renewed an interest in the dolls. I think being in the museum, and it kind of got a little bit stagnant, you know, mm -hmm. people... Um, coming to see them. So now it's a perfect combination for us for when people come to tour the jail, we also have the option <laughs> that they can tour the dolls too. Yes. And you wouldn't believe how many people are terrified of the dolls. I know, but I not the jail, you know. So funny. And you have other people donating dolls to you, right? Right. We do have another small collection from a lady out of New Orleans, um, and people are contacting us now trying to give us. Uh, their collections too. We have not made a decision yet on what to do about those because um, yeah, it's a pretty really. good task to take care of what we have now. Right. Um, How many do you have now? Right now, um, the, the lowest Lofton collection originally had over thirty-two hundred dolls in it. Uh, we haven't done a, did a count on what we have now because some dolls did get damaged during the move because. Mm -hmm. Uh, you don't mm. realize that even dolls get very fragile after time oh, sure. and seem to disintegrate at a touch. Uh, but we still have over 3,000 of them. And then the collection that we uh, took from a lady, that we, we accepted from a lady out of New Orleans. Now, these are all small dolls, but they're 84 mm. in that collection. Wow. wow. So. That's a lot of dolls. Well, thank you so much for being such an awesome tour guide. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Uh, ghosts and dolls. <laughs> 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 so, everyone, Beauregard. Tourism. BeauregardTourism.com Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better... You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.